Today we are here with Rebecca Douglas, a holistic nutritionist. She studied geography at Queen's University and she went on to study at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition afterwards. So can you tell us a bit about what you do and how you got into this coming out of Queen's? Hi, yes, for sure. Um, so yes, I did my undergrad in geography and while there I took lots of interesting courses. I've always really been interested in the environment and also where our food is coming from. Um, I was saying to Ali that I think for me in fourth year, I started to be really interested in how what we eat affects our moods, affects our behaviors, and just how you feel generally. And so I started to really zone in on that a bit in my own eating. Um, right when I graduated, I did a year in Japan in um, working for the JET program, which was great. And while there, I lived in a really small little town, really close to like, like on rice paddies and like tons of um, amazing farming happening right there. And I felt that they really had a focus, like even in their grocery stores, they show off like farmers and all these things. So just their connection with food was really beautiful. And um, I think something we've definitely moved away from in Canada. Um, so it was really neat to see that and kind of got me interested in that. And right after being in Japan, I moved to Vancouver and I worked in the corporate world. So I worked for Lululemon for several years, which was so great and taught me so much about just wellness and health. And then I started to find that I really was enjoying cooking more and spending more time learning about supplementation and where we get our food from and what it looks like. And just how food can be such a healing part of our day-to-day um, -day life. And when we're eating yeah, various things, it can really affect how we're feeling and all of that. So I decided to, fortunately here in Vancouver, we have um, a campus, IHN. We have two schools. There's Canadian School of Natural, or I think Natural Nutrition, and then in Institute of Holistic Nutrition. And I chose the Institute of Holistic Nutrition just because it was all in class at that time. Obviously that's different now, but um, I really, really wanted to get back to school. And it was very different from my Queen's experience. I had in my entire cohort, I think there was, 25 of us and we all did the exact same classes and I really wanted to connect with that because my time at Queen's was amazing and I met so many great people but it was nice to like really narrow down and have like a nice small class again and be really close with my teachers and who were mainly naturopaths which was great um so yeah I went into that journey and just really started to dive into food and how everything we're eating is affecting us and then also how we can use it for the concept of holistic is looking at our mental health, emotional health, physical health, and what we're eating and kind of tying that all into our overall health, which I think is so important. Um, I've never been someone who's like a big gym rat, but I obviously like to stay active living in Vancouver. I ski and hike and do all that. So I am a cyclist. I bike a lot as well. And so I was doing that side, but it can be easy to kind of let your food side fall off of it when you're you know especially in your 20s you're going out you may be drinking you might be having late nights and different things so it was really good for me to kind of like rezone in on that um yeah and then I now I'm working um I do cooking for people in their homes so people who are really busy and don't have time to be cooking themselves I do all of that for them so yeah nice um that sounds super interesting can you tell us a bit more about your time at Queens and then like if you did you realize you wanted to do this like in your fourth year or you kind of figured out like you said afterwards or did you have like a feeling yeah so I started to 
interested in it. But to be honest, I had no, I probably wouldn't even known what holistic nutrition was then um, and what it really meant. And um, so I definitely, I think it planted a seed is what I would say. So it definitely got me more interested in that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I had done an exchange in Hong Kong when I was in my third year. So that was kind of neat to like get out of Kingston and see kind of like a totally different culture. And it was amazing. Um, I would say I ate a lot and probably gained quite a bit of weight because I was just constantly <laughs> in the city of eating and late nights. And so I definitely think that when I came back in fourth year, I was kind of in the mindset that I was like, I think I need to kind of come back down to just like normal routine. So that kind of started to fuel me. It was really like in um January I think is fourth year uh yeah you just start to realize more you know you're going into the real world also like just the way my classes were I had a bit more time to do some cooking um in geography that's obviously something you're learning a lot about in the environment I took a pedology course about like soils and understanding like where our soils are at and all of that with like monocropping and stuff so that all of those little things I think started to plant the seed for me Nice. And then you went into geography, you said, because you were interested kind of in the environment. Yeah, actually, it's funny. I was really interested in that, but I really wanted to go into urban planning was kind of like something I had wanted to do for a long time. And then by fourth year, I started to, um, yeah, it just wasn't something I necessarily, I had a few friends who ended up doing it, um, but I realized it was a lot of policy and maybe less of what I wanted to do long term. So kind of took a different route. And then in university, like, did you notice that you, what you ate kind of impacted your quality of work or how you felt at the time? Oh my goodness, for sure. And even looking back now, like, I'm sure I'll yeah give you some ideas of like what I would change in the next little bit. But I definitely now looking back, realized just like, uh, I, we were fortunate though. I feel like at Queens with first year with having, I don't know if it's the same now, but we had like um, Vannery, Vannery. I was like, yeah. Oh. um with like the salad bar even that was like huge for me being able to like build on that was helpful but you just realize that it's like unless you've kind of been taught at a younger age like when you're with your parents and living places or you have like housemates who can teach you and stuff it can be so hard to kind of know like what how do I like meal prep and how do I eat here and there and so I think that in um my lower undergrad like first second third I was like just kind of getting by with like what was available and I always have been like a healthier eater, but like definitely like I love food. I eat a lot. Um, So I would say I didn't eat out a lot just because, you know, trying to save money and stuff. But still like, yeah, lots of like pastas and different things. I think now I would look back and be like, oh, my gosh, how did I survive? But also like when you're in your late yeah teens, early 20s, you're like growing so much and you're just like have a hefty appetite and stuff. So I would say that. I was interested in all that stuff, but I wouldn't say that I was like following along with like a really healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I find a lot of the things, especially like nowadays that I've been eating, like you can, sometimes you just eat because you need to like get a meal into your body, but you're not really like eating something that's going to like benefit you long term possibly or like give you like some energy for the next couple of hours. It's more like temporary. But can you explain more about what exactly a holistic nutritionist does? Um, Yeah, so the interesting thing with which I learned once I was in school is there's so many different pathways you can take. Um, So I have friends who have graduated and gone into, so we take like herbal medicine courses. So I have friends who do more on like the herbal medicine side and that's like um, working with people in, just like really helping them to get what they need through like um, 
various types of herbs you can add to your diet and if you have like health ailments and different things. So that's one side, the kind of more clinical side of like working with people who may have like IBS or a a big um, part of what we do is also working with women, obviously like our cycles and um, we have complex bodies. And so just getting people, whether you've been on like birth control and you're looking to get pregnant or, you know, you just need help with hormonal balance. That's a big part of it. So that's more clinical side. And then there's lots of people who go into food side. So like food products, they like start, I'm sure if you looked online, you'd see a lot of people who graduated from my school have actually started various, um, food companies for like healthier options available. So that's like prepared foods. Um, and then what I do is a lot of the people I work with are holistic nutritionists. So we work um, specifically with people who may have complex diet prob- like issues that they want um, solved. Mm-hmm. And we help them to create, we create a menu and create meals for them that feed them in the way they need. It might just be that you're busy, but it might also be I had a client who um, had severe IBS. And so we were working on like a FODMAP diet and that can be really hard to cook yourself. So we were just like helping him figure all that out. So it's kind of like you can go in so many different Mm-hmm. from pathways because it's such a um, diverse program nice so what so your focus then like you said was mainly on the food yeah so I've done like a few obviously COVID has definitely switched things up yeah um but I also in my practicum I worked in two different areas so I worked with uh kids so I still do that technically right now I'm not just because we can't really be working together but mm-hmm. I did a lot of like cooking classes with kids outside of school and camps in the summer so we did them like wellness camps so um my counterpart the owner it's called spreading chefs and she owns this company and I would help her on the nutrition side and she's a chef so we just keep teach kids about like healthier eating healthier choices mm-hmm. and also like in terms of what students would also be needing is just like how do we make healthier choices with like sleep and you know, our mental health and choices. So that was really great. I loved working with kids and teaching them. And we do a lot of complex stuff with cooking. And then um, I also run my own company, which is Rebecca Douglas Nutrition. And I do meal plans for people. So that's not directly cooking with them, but it is sending them meal plans weekly that allow them to kind of uh, make their lives a bit easier and you have your grocery lists. And so if you were a student and you were like, I don't even know what I want to try and make, I don't know what's easy or like affordable. I'm really big on like affordable nutrition, I think is important. Um, so I kind of work with all sorts of people helping them to do that. And I do pantry consulting. So I will help you kind of get your pantry set up in your kitchen to make it easier for you to be cooking and just like have everything you need in one place. I think that can be really Um, daunting for people Mm -hmm. so just them to get all that sorted and then I also do the meal prep so it's very I think that in the world of listening nutrition it looks so different but also like people are kind of doing all different things and I had worked nine to five for like five years and then was ready to do something work for myself so it's kind of neat you kind of make your own schedule which is nice yeah so would you say that it's important for students to kind of get learn about and get knowledge on kind of those different assets you just talked about kind of like what you have like available to cook with and then like meal prepping like I feel like those are pretty important things because if you don't have the right ingredients or you're not buying the right things at the grocery store then there's no possibility for you to like make the right choices or meals right oh my goodness for sure and I was gonna say earlier when we were talking about 
like eating when you're on campus, sometimes you just need to eat what's like affordable and quick. Like I remember eating like a slice of pizza because it's like you can get it for like three dollars rather than, you know, you're going to buy a salad and it's going to be like 12 to 15 dollars. You're kind of like, oh, it's not my budget right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so I would say for sure, I, I think that's huge. And honestly, even like in outside of being a student, just like when you're I live in Vancouver, it's an expensive city. So I have lots of friends where it's just you really want to budget, whether it's like you are needing to budget for like affordability or you're trying to budget or trying to save on um, food waste because that's a huge part of it as well just buying stuff and then it just goes to waste and so when you can plan it it's really helpful and I think for students it's so important because your time is very valuable Mm -hmm. right so you don't want to be wasting time having to cook a meal every night I remember I would come home from the library and you have to think about like this dinner that you're going to make and so I would say meal planning is so helpful for students because it helps you to reduce your food waste I mean also people are sharing fridges so you don't have a ton of space so when you can kind of plan your meals in advance it just makes you it's able to make you uh, help you make better food choices every day yeah so I would definitely say for students it's like an ideal situation taking Mm -hmm. like out of a few hours to do that yeah um so earlier you mentioned kind of about how if like eating and working out kind of go hand in hand like you can be a super fit and active person but if you're not eating the right food that can impact you so can you explain a bit more about that kind of in terms of like just kind of focus towards students and stuff oh for sure uh so I would say if you it's all about like balance I'm big on I don't even know if I I like the word healthy it's more just like nutrient dense and actually getting food that feels like it's like food Um, because I think it can be easy to just be eating a lot of processed foods um, because they're affordable and they're easy and quick and you don't even realize at the end of the week that I didn't actually really even have vegetables or like a fat that's like healthier fat or protein so I would say whenever I'm um, thinking about my personal meals I am always trying to incorporate like a protein and that does not need to be meat. Protein is found in so many good plant-based areas. And I feel like since I was at Queens, there are so many great plant-based options out there. And also plant-based is so affordable with like legumes and beans. They have great proteins in them. And all, you know, if you mixing different things, you get amino acids, which are really important if you're someone who spends a lot of time in the gym, making sure you're Uh, mixing up different proteins Mm -hmm. and then I would say complex carbohydrates so rather than you know eating a sandwich every day at lunch maybe incorporating in some nice grains there are some beautiful Canadian grains as well like I love to use things like wheat berries and farro and um I'm trying to think like millet but there's so many neat ones and then there's things like quinoa and stuff like that that have become I think just a bit more affordable and accessible and they're great because they have great fiber which is going to be helpful for you and then I would I would say yeah those guys and then also healthy fat so whether that's you want to put in like a avocado or you want to use like a an olive oil or anything like that I also love to do like for my protein I'll do like an egg hard-boiled egg and throw it into a salad and that has some fats and proteins and things so that's Mm-hmm. It's great. So I would say that like, it's more so about just kind of getting a diversity on your plate. So you don't need to have tons of protein at every meal, but as long as you get a little bit throughout the day in various ways. So whether that means you make like a little like protein ball that you can bring with you to the library. I love to ski. And so when I like go up to Whistler, it's I bring like little balls with me to have in my pocket to keep me satiated. So if you are spending time in the gym and or you're very active, it's important that you're making sure your body is getting fueled in some way. So mm-hmm. just um, 
yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you also follow up by explaining a bit about the different food groups and such and how like it's important to get a bit of each one in, in your meals? Totally, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we have, as I was saying before, you, you have um, all your fruits and vegetables. And I would say, I'll like tie it in kind of to students. I had put a few notes, just I think things like um, getting those vegetables and fruits in different forms. So I would say like heartier things. So cruciferous vegetables are great because they're going to last a long time in your fridge and they're usually pretty affordable. So things like cabbage, they go so far and it'll last for like over two weeks. Like I have a cabbage I bought a week and a half ago and it's still like very good. So stuff like that that lasts a long time. I always lean towards kale, not because it's kale, but because it, it, it is, it does last forever, which is great. And also looking at like freezer food. So like Frozen vegetables are great. Frozen vegetables actually hold their nutrition really well. So when you're looking at your fruits and vegetables, those are great areas to get those in. Um, and then you have your dairy. That's kind of like a questionable thing right now. Some people choose not to have any dairy. There's lots of great alternatives. I'm big into oat milk. Um, the one I get is a bit fortified, which is nice. So it has like that vitamin D and things. Um, but if you like to have dairy, that's great. Like you can add that in. I, some people have like issues with it kind of like it's a bit inflammatory for them. So just making sure that you're getting, um, calcium is found in a lot of like deep green vegetables. So it's not just in milk. Uh, so if you can't have the dairy, then you can always find it in other areas. Um, vegans are very healthy and they don't eat those things. So just making sure that if you are vegan, your vitamin B12 is an important one because that most often comes from animals. Um, so you have yeah, your dairy and vegetables and fruits and then all of your grains and that's becoming actually like more of a um, like push in our nutrition is just seeing that there are so many great grains that provide a lot of great um, minerals and things that you can get from that. And there are so many great Canadian ones that you can buy locally mm -hmm. um, or Canadian locally. Yeah. So I would say those are your three big and then obviously there's meat and protein, which would be um, meat. But if you don't and put meat into your diet, that's totally fine. You can find it in other great areas. So like I was mentioning before in legumes, nuts and seeds are great. I love nuts and seeds. They're also great for women in their cycle and like incorporating those in are really good for like hormone balancing. Um, so yeah, I feel like if you think of the triangle, those are kind of the main ones that you want to be adding to your diet. Yeah. And then at each meal, ideally you'd be eating a few, like obviously not at every meal you can eat yeah. all of them. And depending on like what's left in your fridge before you go grocery shopping. But I guess trying your best to not just avoid some completely. Totally. And like it is, it's hard to try and get everything in, but I always think of it. So like for me, I'm, I like to eat breakfast. Some people don't love to eat breakfast. And we're starting to see that that's not necessarily a bad thing if that's kind of how you, your body functions. So it's kind of figuring out what you like, but I like to have like a breakfast where I like throw in like my oats and I have a bit of like yogurt and seeds and I'll make up like a little chia jam and just keep that in my fridge and like add that in. And it's like a quick breakfast for me. Um, and then like my lunch might be something like throwing in like lentils at lunch or some like dark greens. And then maybe at dinner, I want to have like pasta and that's totally fine. There's also a lot of great versions of pasta. Now you can get like a nice spelt or like kimid and there's lots of different varieties and rice noodles. If you're gluten-free is a great option. So I think it's totally fine to have that, like, you know, those noodles, that cheese, all those things you like, I think everything's just kind of in moderation and making sure you're getting diversity is really key and it doesn't have to be crazy expensive um for all of those things mm -hmm. you can definitely 
get them affordably. So I used to spend a lot of time at Food Basics when I was in Kingston. I don't know if it's still there, the one yeah. downtown. But they have like pretty affordable and they have pretty good selection on like a lot of interesting grains and um, legumes and things like that, which I always liked. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, and also, I feel like a common kind of trend, I'm not sure if you're super aware, but nowadays I feel like a lot of kids our age in university, they're kind of in like, sometimes they don't eat enough every day. Like people sometimes maybe they forget to have their first meal until like later in the day, like around three or four because they're busy. Some people choose to do this kind of intentionally, but I'm just curious for your opinion on that. Like, do you believe it's super important to even eat something at every meal time during the day or? Yeah. So it's kind of like an intermittent fasting type thing, maybe not intentionally, Yeah. Um, but there are people, I have like many friends who do like um, over 12 hours of fasting. So like a lot of people, we already fast, like if you stop eating at eight and then eat again around eight, that's like 12 hours of fasting technically. Um, so I, it's a definitely tough. There's so much different research happening. I think when it comes to women, especially at our age or in our age category of kind of like your childbearing years where you're, you've got a lot of hormones and things you're kind of like trying to balance. It can definitely, I think there's been some research that has shown that that can be um, a challenge for some women, but I also know like everybody is so different. And I remember my sisters and I always trying to encourage my mom to eat more breakfast and eat a bigger breakfast, but she just has never really been that way. And now she just doesn't eat as much breakfast and she finds that it actually makes her feel better. Um, Cause some people's digestion, it's just, you're not ready for that in the morning. I think also for you guys right now with COVID, like if you're not really going to class, it can definitely affect like your need to like eat right away, right? You're at home, you're like, oh, we'll eat later and it can just become something you don't focus on. I would say that um, it's important though that you are still getting enough food every day to nourish you. Um, there's a lot of growing that's happening and a lot of like brain development and things. So it's really important that you're getting those like fats and proteins and carbohydrates are so important as well for your fuel to kind of keep you going. So I would say like, don't force yourself to eat if you're not feeling hungry, but I would definitely say that it's important to be, um, if you find yourself forgetting, then maybe making it kind of like more of a schedule in your mind that you're like, Hey, it's 10 o'clock. I need to kind of like eat something, whether it's something quick that I have in the fridge mm -hmm. and then just kind of reminding yourself, like I work from home. So there's some days where I kind of get off on my eating and then it's like, I have lunch at like three o'clock and then I'm not really hungry for dinner. So I have been trying recently to like really encourage myself to have my like meals sort of ready. So that like when I get up in the morning, I like, I have my coffee. Um, and then I like, and eating my breakfast and eating my lunch and eating my dinner because I just find for myself it it makes me feel a lot more um kind of balanced and also yeah. for you need to make sure you're getting like protein and the right nutrients to help you sleep well um which is important I will also add hydration in there making sure that you're drinking a lot of water mm -hmm. um especially being a student where if you're going out well I guess you're not going out now but if you're having drinks and all of that alcohol then it's like really important to keep yourself hydrated so I would say trying to give yourself a schedule that works for you that's going to like fuel you in the right way nice yeah yeah so then like I guess if you're talking about kind of making sure you're eating at set times I guess if you are maybe you're super busy studying for something or you just really busy one day that's why I guess how meal prep kind of comes into play 
So like maybe you could give some tips about how to do that. Yes, I would love to. I actually wrote a few of my favorite tips down. Um, being someone who, well, went to Queens, lived in the student village and all of that for many years, I totally know I can uh, sympathize with how hard it can be to kind of plan that out when you have like a busy schedule. Also right now, I guess you guys are kind of going into your last term exams will be coming up in a few weeks, yeah. right? In April. So that's like, I find the busiest time is when you're starting to get into things where you just want to be studying. I would say making a day. So it doesn't have to be Sunday or even Monday because as a student, your schedule's a bit more open. I would say just finding a day that works for you and prepping, there's different ways of prepping, but prepping a way that works for you. So for me, I do kind of a combo of, I prep like some greens and I'll put my, I'll clean off all of my greens and put them in a big bag so I could use them in a smoothie. I can use them in like a bowl. I can add them to the pasta sauce. So they're like ready to go. And my grains are in the fridge. So right now I'm like soaking some farro because I know that I'm going to, after this call, I'm going to want to have some lunch. So it's soaking. I'm going to like turn it on and have that ready for like a few days. So I make like a bigger batch. So I would say like always make a bit more than you're going to eat is a simple way to do it. But then also making freezer meals. So say right now you're like, oh, I just finished some midterms. I have a little bit more time. If I make a big batch of like a chili with like lots of beans and maybe beef, maybe some like lentils. And I have that ready to go in the freezer. You can freeze grains as well. They work great. Um, if you have that ready to go in the freezer in like portion containers, that can be so helpful to just like help you make a healthy choice. Even for me now, like if I have something that's in the freezer and I get home from like a really long day of cooking, the last thing I want to do is like cook when I get home. So having that available to you is great. Um, and if another great option, which my friends and I did a little bit in our house, is um, if you know you have a busy week, it's kind of tag teaming with your housemate or a friend. So it's like maybe you're not as busy and you can make extra and share that with like a friend and then they do vice versa. And it kind of is like, I don't know, I think it's great for your mental health as well to either cook with someone or have like a hot meal made for you. So maybe connecting with a friend who can do that for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like those are important things and recognizing that like it can help you save so much. So if you're trying to budget a li little bit for the summer or whatever, maybe it's like great to kind of plan things out in advance because you could buy bulk items with your housemates as well. So whether you have like a Costco membership or buy like a big bag of lentils that you guys can split. Um, it definitely helps with your, um, yeah, just your access. I do, so I do a meal plan at the beginning of every year. It's called the Recipe Reset, and it's a plant-based meal plan, just to give people ideas on how to use plants. And I just find that that's, for so many people, it's, like, just really helpful to kind of get an idea of, like, how do I make my, like, legumes taste better? And so finding the good recipes with that. Also, if you guys have an Instant Pot in your house, that's awesome to have as well, like a slow cooker or something cook up a whole bunch of stuff really fast we did not have instant pots when I was at Queens but I would have loved to have had one just to kind of get whether you're cooking like meat or something so mm -hmm. those would be my tips I think yeah so you think like you can cook all sorts of things in an instant pot right yeah oh yeah for sure and it's like so great because you can turn it on and leave and go like study and do whatever you need to and you don't even have to think about it um and it's like a short time so say you get home and you're like hey I want to have dinner tonight but I don't have things ready you can cook like so you're making like chickpeas from dried chickpeas or beans like they cook so quickly you can make a nice like stock or soup um there's a few different uh like bloggers i love to follow that have like great recipes even for like a really nice ramen broth if you have like a bit of miso or some like sesame can make like a great ramen and you get like that beautiful broth that's like really yeah like hearty and 
make a bit extra and then you have that for like the week and you can add in greens even I love to keep a broth in my fridge and then I'll like throw it into a pot and add in like some frozen peas maybe some carrots some like broccoli and then I like cook up some like rice noodles or something and put a little bit of sauce and that's like a nice meal that's like warm and really easy it takes like 15 minutes so just kind of preparing in advance to thank you it's a gift to your future self yeah I guess that that's good too like you said because then you can walk away and like go do something else yeah you don't have to think you have to like stand at the stove and watch it cook. yeah yeah sometimes I'm like it's precious yeah like sometimes I'm like oh like would I rather cook on the stove or put something in the oven and it's like whatever you don't have like minimal effort I feel like for students oh exactly and I have to say that doesn't change much after you become a student when you're working and I mean now everyone's working from home but like when I was working and I come home be like last thing I want to do is go grocery shopping and cook dinner so Mm -hmm. it's nice to kind of get in that habit now and then as you kind of move through your 20s it's very helpful Mm mm-hmm so what are some other things that you think should just be kept in the kitchen that are super important that are kind of like basics that like a student might be able to use? Oh, for sure. Okay. So a few things I lo- love to have that are um, really helpful is, well, one is um, like a microplane or even just like one of those little graters that you can do like your garlic and ginger because that adds so much flavor and is so easy to use. And that's something most people have Mm -hmm. um I would say having like I use one knife I have like one really good knife and that's pretty much all I use because that's pretty much all you need it doesn't have to be really good you can get it from a thrift store but if you just kind of sharpen it up or hone it or whatever it's so helpful for just making things easier for you rather than like I think when I was in my kitchen it was just like terrible You, you can't cut things properly and um that kind of thing so I would definitely say having a good knife um I love to have uh, like a one good pot that is heavier bottom because they're gonna less likely they're less likely to burn so that's the kind of thing you can cook something like a nice stew or like a big like thing of like beans and all that kind of thing in because it like adds flavor whereas if it's a thinner one it burns a lot easier which I definitely struggled with um, so just I would say like scour all of the thrift stores I don't know what's open Ontario and BC are a bit different right now but I would say like just finding like a few good quality items like that um what else I feel like I need to be in my kitchen to see what I'm yeah. uh, thinking of the other thing that's great is like OXO they have a lot of very affordable like under ten dollar items one thing I love is my like eight dollar mandolin so for quick like the mandolin is like the really um sharp like uh kind of like little device that lets you cut really thin so that's like great if you want to make a cabbage slaw or you want to like add in some carrots to a salad or you're like just really trying to do something quick it's like so speedy um they also do like a really little spiralizer which is nice because then you can do like zucchinis cucumbers carrots and it's just an easy way to like have like an interesting meal like those are all things that are very affordable and you'll use forever like after you graduate they're great to have Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna think of so many things after this because I have so many little <laughs> kitchen gadgets I love but I buy it to be honest I have like two liquor set pots that I bought at like secondhand stores mm-hmm. so I, I do try and get most of my stuff I have a very small little kitchen that's very uh organized in its own little way but um yeah and then what are some like food items you'd say that like every kitchen should have you know you keep talking about like the legumes and stuff but like what else can you add no for sure so I um I have a list on my website that has like all the pantry items that I think are kind of like essential so I can share that with you after um but I would say for me having like 
a few different types of lentils is nice. So um, different lentils are good for different things. So a red split lentil is a bit like it'll get a bit mushier. So that's great to add to like a sauce or it makes a great soup. Um, oh, that's one thing I'll say, sorry, is a hand blender is very nice to have. And you can get those at thrift stores. And that's great for like if you want to make a soup. Like, yeah. So I would say that's a great item. Um, sorry, but yes, different types of lentils. So then brown and green lentils and black lentils, they hold together a bit better. So they're great for like a salad because they'll like keep their shape. So having those, I love to have chickpeas because then it's quick to make like a hummus or add into like um, soup. And actually when you aside, if you make your hummus or your chickpeas, the water actually, the aquafaba can be used for a lot of things. And recently I read about using it to make a cocktail, which is fun. It actually, instead of using an egg white, you use aquafaba and it gives that like beautiful foam and you don't taste it. So that's kind of neat. So I would definitely say yeah, like chickpeas and lentils are key. Um, I honestly don't actually keep that many dried beans. I keep them in cans just because I find them easier and faster. Um, but I always have cans of diced tomatoes. That's a good Costco item. Um, and that means you can make a sauce, you can make a soup, you can make a curry. That's really Really helpful to have and then I always keep a few different grains so obviously I do a lot of cooking so I keep a variety but I say to people having like one or two grains maybe you prefer like a white rice or a jasmine rice having that available having some coconut milk some diced tomatoes those are going to be able to make you so many different um, meals really quickly that mm -hmm. you don't have to think much about and then really all you're having to buy are your vegetables so but I will send you that list because then you can I don't know if you guys have a page you can share stuff yeah, on share that yeah. With them. yeah um are you personally like plant-based or vegetarian um no so i'm not i um my husband works like a remote job so he's back and forth every three weeks so when he's back we do eat a little bit more meat he's pretty happy to eat plant-based but just i when i'm by myself i don't eat a ton of meat i just don't really buy a lot of it but when i eat out i love to have my meat when i go out and I know that's like a crazy concept right now going out for dinner because I think it's different everywhere. BC, we still have restaurants open, so we can go do that. But I find that like in my kitchen, I do a lot of meat cooking, obviously for clients. But in my own kitchen, I don't do a ton of meat. I usually maybe like once a week might incorporate it. But I do try and take, I always take my vitamin D and I do try and take a supplement just to help with that. Because if you aren't eating a lot of meat, you always have to be thinking about making sure you're like getting all of the vitamins and minerals that you need. Mm -hmm. So you'd say like to get like make sure you're getting your B12 you can get it through a supplement then? Yeah yeah you can it, that will come through supplement or if you eat eggs like I eat eggs which have okay. B12 so that's okay. helpful um but yeah I definitely like I love meat I still eat meat I eat I will have dairy I recently just kind of like I used to do coffee cream because I love coffee my cream in my coffee but I now do like oat milk and I do like a collagen so I mix that up but um yeah, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say that I have like any specific diet I follow. I try to do plant-based just environmentally. I think it's like great and affordably it's great. So I have lots of vegan friends, so it's nice to be able to incorporate everyone in. Yeah. Um, and then another question, what type of foods can you get iron from? Oh, so iron, I'm trying to think of the best sources. So like deep green, obviously you've heard of like spinach, things like that. If you're a vegetarian, you can also do like more pescatarian um so like shellfish is a good source and um like bok choys so all those like deep greens are great and then nuts and seeds as well sorry yeah so you can do um 
I, I would say that like everything has like a an amount that you're going to want to like mix in different things again like looking at that diversity of like just incorporating in like pumpkin seeds and spinach and different elements so maybe not eating like you know a whole bunch of spinach on its own but like kind of incorporating different things so pumpkin seeds can lean a bit more on the expensive side but that's a great thing to get in like bulk or like costco or something okay. and i just like sprinkle a few on especially as like a female you want to make sure that you are it's a good point like making sure you're getting enough iron mm-hmm. and then kind of generally i've noticed that a lot of my friends and people here at school right now like the foods that we're eating like aren't really nutritious and like benefiting us I guess like a lot of people get tired like low energy like they kind of and then that you kind of I noticed like once you are tired also like I'm not sure if this is true but you kind of choose more unhealthy foods just because you don't feel like cooking something that's super good for you or you just kind of feel more drawn towards that so like is that like a common thing is that like a real thing oh for sure like even recently we had the time change um so that was like a week or two ago and so everyone's losing that little bit of sleep and that week is going to be kind of that week that you're really like craving carbohydrates and that's the exact example we it's like affected by your blood sugar like making sure you're staying hydrated i would say as a student when you're like circadian rhythm gets off as well so like when you're going to bed I used to find this so hard when I was in school it's like you're going to bed maybe early throughout the week but then you go out I mean maybe not now but and then you're going out on like a Saturday night and you don't get home until like two or three or whatever so um even now, even being at home and you're staying up late watching Netflix or whatever, it can really throw off your circadian rhythm. So trying to always recognize like that you're getting that amount of sleep you need, because once you get into that deep sleep, that's going to be really helpful for, um, oh, I'm going to forget what it is. It's, uh, there's two, oh, oh, ghrelin or and leptin oh my goodness I'll have to remember what they're called but they're basically they're gonna affect your hunger and if you're starting to feel hungry and so sorry I'm uh, blanking on it but um (laughs) sure that it's like so I think like ghrelin we learned I I can't remember it's like it makes your stomach growl so it'll make you like feel hungry and you want to be obviously like feeling hungry like that's important in general but you definitely like it's hard when you're craving carbohydrates so I would say the other side of that is making sure you're balancing your blood sugar so that's where it comes in that like if you're snacking or having a meal that's where you want your fats and proteins so fats and proteins are going to help satiate you longer mm-hmm. carbohydrates like a quick fix so like if you're going to the gym and you're like I want some quick energy that's often what people wound up you know like more higher sugars um whereas when you're incorporating fats and proteins that's going to make you feel satiated and it's also going to help you to like crave less of that like quick fixed foods like a piece of bread or a big bowl of pasta and things like that so whether you want to have toast in the morning like throwing on some avocado or like having an egg with that um those are very important things to incorporate and then it's true you're right like if you are not getting enough sleep or you're feeling tired and stagnant and not getting enough iron all those things that can cause you to kind of start leaning towards those refined carbohydrates which don't leave you feeling great and then it kind of becomes a loop or cycle. Oh, totally. And yeah, so I would say if, you're, if you are like finding your blood sugar is everyone's different. I'm more of like a big meals person. I don't do as much snacking. But if you find that you are snacking a bit, like even making something like I was saying, like a bliss ball or something like with oatmeal and some peanut butter, throw in some seeds or something. And that's going to help you to feel a bit more satiated 
instead of having like an apple, which is just a carbohydrate and doesn't give you as much um, of that like long lasting energy. And then one other thing, like a lot of students obviously are staying up like late at night. We don't really have a lot to do, but how does eating late at night affect your body? Like, is that good for you? Um, So I think that's different for everyone. It definitely is a hard in terms of your digestion. I think sometimes when you're eating super late, because then, sorry, your digestion on your sleep, because then your digestion's firing up right as you're going to bed, which can be hard because then it's like, it almost makes you feel like less rested and less like tired. Um, So I would say like trying to give yourself a bit of time to digest before you go to bed is really important, especially if it's something like, I was saying like the refined carbohydrates, like chips or like candy, something sweet, chocolate, all that kind of stuff. Like um, it's important to make sure that you give yourself some time before you head to bed mm-hmm. to have, like indulge in those things. Cause just, it'll kind of make your brain start like going cause you're digesting and your body's like, okay, we got this energy. We need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just going to affect the quality of your sleep. I would say. Mm-hmm. And then I guess kind of the wit, like eating, processed foods like that's just going to impact students ability to just kind of get through their day like how how does eating processed foods like affect you what are a few yeah so it's like I was saying with the going back to like blood sugar it's going to be a major I think long term it's yeah processed foods are just like not great for you there's so many additives and things like that and don't get me wrong I eat processed foods here and there that happens that's totally fine (laughs) balance is important um but and also I get that like if you're living on a budget and things I'm not going to say that you need to have like avocado and sourdough every day or something so it's yeah it can be hard to when it's easy um I would say if you aren't someone who really loves to cook and do stuff then maybe just like having some good options available so whether it's like buying like a pack of like granola bars that are like maybe a little less sugar but like have some other good stuff in them um so that that is something you can have when you are feeling like kind of that like hunger come on I remember I had like a psych 101 um like three to six and that was always the worst because you get like so hungry just as you're going in and makes you kind of grumpy and then you'll just sort of eat whatever's there and like that Tim Hortons was there so people would always get like a bagel or something Mm -hmm. so I'd say like just kind of preparing to know that like hey I'm, I'm going to the library for the day I need to like bring some good snacks with me that are um so maybe it's like you like cheese so doing like some cheese and apple or like um uh nuts and seeds or like peanut butter on with an apple that's one of my favorites I love just eating like mm-hmm. a bit of peanut butter with my apple um and those are all things that like you can still prepare in advance but don't take much time and they're going to help you to just like feel better because they'll balance that like insulin that's going to happen if you spike it up having like a coke or like something that's higher in sugar and processed mm-hmm. that makes sense and then yeah. so generally I guess three kind of things that students can focus on or I guess meal prep and then what else would you yeah so I would I would say the three big um overarching yeah definitely like meal prep and planning that out and I would say focusing on those three things I was it just makes it easier so like adding a bit of protein um whether that comes in plant-based protein or you want meat that's mm-hmm. your choice and then the healthy fats so um adding in some of that to your meal and then um your portions, like making sure that that like vegetable piece, um, which is your carbohydrates are like lots of different colors and things throughout your week. Yeah. If you can try and incorporate that. And so just always trying to diversify, but like focusing on those things and they're a bigger part of your plate than that protein doesn't need to be as much. Um, and then I would say 
sleep and hydration are huge. Like those are things that um, are really important for both like your mental health, holistic health in general, because it's going to, it's helpful for like weight management. It's helpful for your um, ability to focus and also like, yeah, just keeping yourself hydrated is so important for like getting your body flowing and mm-hmm. all that fiber and everything. Um, and then the last one I would say is creating a space for yourself in your kitchen and things that like make you enjoy doing some cooking. So I live in like a 565 square foot apartment. My kitchen is tiny, has no windows, but I've made it kind of like work by like incorporating a few things. I don't spend a ton of money. It's just like keeping up my like pantry, making things in good spots. Cause if you can enjoy the space you're work- cooking in, it can actually be kind of relaxing, like a good space to move away from like doing work and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll just help you make better choices if you actually enjoy being there. So whether it's like working with your housemates and being like, let's create like a chart to make sure the kitchen's clean. And when we come home or when we're cooking and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, look at your local thrift store for like little items that will make your life a bit easier. And then you said earlier, just also once in a while, like eating someone or cooking someone like that, that could also be a good motivator. Totally. Yeah. Like, I don't know how it all works with you guys with like social distancing and all that, but like with your housemates or friend or something, once we're able to do that, I would say like cooking with someone is such a beautiful thing. And maybe it means like finding like a more interesting recipe online and taking like a Friday night, whether you want to have like a glass of wine and do a little cooking. It's such a great thing to get into the rhythm of doing now, because once you leave school, it's like you're cooking every meal. Um, And so it's so nice to kind of like try out. I even now out like a complex recipe like right now during COVID, I'm trying to do like one each week. That's a bit different from what I would normally do. Um, and my husband, and I will do that together. Or in the past, like my girlfriends and I would have like a little cooking club. And I find that's like so nice because it's great socially. It helps you like learn a skill, but it also gives you that like outlet of people. And it's kind of maybe a good way to bring when we were in school, we always used to do like house meals. So it's kind of a nice way to bring your housemates together. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your time today and for teaching us all about these different nutrition tips and how to eat healthy and plan our meals. No, good. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much.